And the laughter, it's interesting, you know, laughter can be, if there's a mm-hmm. lot of laughter in a show, you know, because you're not just going, <laughs> you're going, <laughs> you know, if you do a lot of that uh, in a condensed amount of time, it, you feel it. Welcome to SpongeBob Binge Pants, Nickelodeon's official podcast about all things SpongeBob. I'm Hector Navarro. And I'm Frankie Grande. We are so excited today. We are talking to, I can't believe I'm saying this, the voice of Patrick Starr since the very beginning of SpongeBob SquarePants, Mr. Bill Fagerbaki, is going to be talking to us today. This is going to be so exciting. I have so many questions. This is going to be a blast. My favorite character in SpongeBob, a brilliant, genius, hilarious character. Let's get into it, Frankie. Here we go. Who's ready? <laughs> We're so excited to have you here and be with us. And, and thank you for agreeing to do a special 10-hour podcast episode yeah, because we got a lot to get through. Yes. A lot of questions. Really cool of you, Bill. I'm, really cool. I am diapered. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's do this. I would just like to ask right up top, like you have your own spinoff show, which happens to be, in my opinion, one of the wackiest and most fun times on television that there is right now. What was that phone call like? Like you're getting your own spinoff show? Like that's crazy. Well, it was terrifying. It was hard to think of Patrick without SpongeBob. And obviously SpongeBob is uh, involved with the Patrick show, but you know, it, it is a unit. There's a reason why one of my most prized little bits of merchandise bobble is uh i think i was taking my daughters in and get their ears pierced or something at that what was uh, <laughs> one of those places uh it's a chain and i just saw like the little spongebob stuff and there was a little necklace with a pendant when it's just spongebob and patrick together and i have Aww. that in my car on my rear view mirror hanging because that means a lot to me because it says a lot about about the show, the nature of the relationship, the nature of friendship in general, mm-hmm. and my uh, my deep gratitude for having uh, Tom Kenny as a co-worker and friend. So I, I was anxious. But Vincent Waller and Mark Ciccarelli, they told me about it, and I could just see how excited they were. And the writing reflects real organic invention on the parts of the writers and not just slogging through fulfilling episode orders there really is a natural excitement on the part of the writers and that's and that's just a a remarkable thing to be involved with i love the show and also i think it's visually as beautiful as it sounds so it's it's really awesome (laughs) i wish i had a new grandpa did you say new grandpa yeah then come on down what? to Pappy Farms Grandpa Ranch. We've got prune-fed, free-range grandpas just waiting to read you a story, blather on about the war, or fall asleep watching a recital. Do you have to keep the versions of Patrick separate? You've got the Patrick Star Show, you've got his younger years in Camp Coral, and then you've got him in SpongeBob SquarePants. Or... Is Patrick the most consistent character in the world of SpongeBob? <laughs> well, it's an interesting point. And to a degree, I, I do kind of uh, nurture the different versions, but it really is, it's all in the writing. And the story brings the essence of that character as, as it needs to be. It's a weird thing because I don't know if it actually comes out in the 
tone of the voice or whatever, but it mm-hmm. just feeds my idea of performance, I guess, if I think a little more light or innocence or something like that, you know? We're, yeah. we're, t- we're talking nuance, but this is a podcast, right? So, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're going to the Krusty Krab and get that job! I can't, don't you see? I'm not good enough. Whose first words were, may I take your order? Mine were. Who made a spatula out of toothpicks and woodchuck? I did. Who's a... Who's... Who's a big yellow cube with holes? I am. Who's ready? I'm ready. I would love to ask, when you auditioned for the role of Patrick Starr, you were the Bill Fagerbaki from Coach, nine seasons under your belt. You appeared in animated shows, TV miniseries, HBO shows. Did any part of you think this show, SpongeBob SquarePants, might be too weird or crazy for me? Uh, no, I thought it might be t- too simple because of my cluelessness. Mm. You know, we just had storyboards. <laughs> I'm not even sure. I have to think back here. I, for the pilot, did we have a full storyboard? We must have. But because what I really remember are those incredible drawings that Stephen Hellenberg mm. showed us. Uh, and that's what really stuck with me. But I didn't understand the nature, of, uh, not just the characters, uh, but the real humor of it. Mm. <laughs> because uh, until you see... The, the visual sense of vibrancy and life and what is happening and and what a complete world it is. I just thought, whatever. And then we did the thing with the anchovies. Uh, we were actually at a tank of helium in the booth, and it was just it was just so weird. And and it was you know it was goofy, but it was a four hour recording session. And, and you know, and I had worked with Clancy before on various uh, animated projects. I had worked with Tom Kenny before on a single episode of a cartoon, Dumb and Dumber, which was based on the movie. It was a yeah. Saturday morning uh, Hanna-Barbera cartoon. And that was the first time I ever saw Tom. And, of course, he's unforgettable, you know, when you see him. <laughs> and, then, and then I walk in, and I didn't know who was doing anything. And I walk in, and go, oh, there's that guy. There was a cool guy from that one episode a few years ago. So um, the pilot, I had no idea. I had to see the finished pilot before I understood the enormous beauty wonderment and delight yeah. of of the cartoon i i didn't and know the it. universal appeal yeah like, yeah, yeah. It, I, not a preschool uh, show right i couldn't see that far frankie yet all i could see was what i hadn't seen which was yeah. <laughs> steven hillenberg is a genius because yeah, right the, the sequence that really knocked me out was the tiny tim song when he's in mm. the kitchen making the Krabby Patties. I do what I like, just what I like, and how I love it. It all just came crashing down on me like this tsunami of delight. It was so, so wonderful. And, you know, I shut off my 
VCR and I called my young children in and I said, sit down, you're going to watch this because <laughs> I think this is something. And, and it all went it all went from there. Did you just mention that you had a tank of helium in the studio and you were the voices of the anchovies? Yeah, yeah right. Which <laughs> No way. Yeah, which, yeah, of course, you know, we didn't even really need. And I don't know where that came from. I don't know if it's <laughs> foreboding. I don't know. Uh, Probably but, not. But we just, everyone had a balloon full of helium from this tank and and it, 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 and you guys were the anchovies. Oh my god! <laughs> That's crazy to me. Yeah, yeah, that was nuts. Yeah, yeah. I, I've often nuts. said it was the weirdest six hundred dollars I've ever made. <laughs> 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 You were talking about, Bill, how like you hadn't quite seen the genius of what the whole SpongeBob world was until you saw the finished product. Mm -hmm. How long did it take for you to kind of lock into the character of Patrick? Was there a specific point or was it something where like he was kind of fully formed from the beginning and you just brought him along for the ride for whatever the show needed? Well, there was, you know, there was the immediate basic recognition of what Steve was looking for, you know, and he had a very simple description of, you know, this guy's the balance of SpongeBob. And he, and he had Tom recording in the audition. He had played a cassette of Tom who had already recorded what was then Sponge Boy. And so I, I got to hear that, and I certainly understood what he was talking about. It was almost like a musical thing, and, and also like a, an energy type of thing, or a yin and yang mm. kind of thing. And it's even like the elements, you know, like Patrick is very much of the earth, and SpongeBob's of the air, and fire, and you know. <laughs> so I understood it in a basic way. And Coach was like nine years of preparation for Patrick. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes. But just being able to bring a general sense of what Steve was looking for, I guess it definitely has developed as time has gone by because that's the joy of, of performing is that the characters are alive and they have discoveries. Yeah. yeah. Is there a specific discovery that you can think of that you made as Patrick or like, you know, in season two or three that you were like, wow, this is another layer to him that I didn't even think that I would be playing. The deep, childlike completeness of their friendship really yeah. hit me on, I want to say it was the bubble stand, which would, yeah. have been, which would have been season one. I thought, I just, it really touched me when I saw how Steve wrote that and that, that interaction between the two characters. I thought, mm -hmm. man, that's really, that's really lovely. You know, mm -hmm. and, and, and there's a fearlessness to doing that. SpongeBob has that great line, uh, anyone on earth could see that, what great friends we are. And I, I really appreciated that. And I think that that nudged me creatively, certainly in, in, in a great inspired way. And when SpongeBob, when he sets up the bubble stand and it's a quarter. Good morning to you, sir. Would you care to blow a bubble? Oh, how much is it? Only a quarter. Sounds reasonable. I'm gonna need to borrow a quarter. Sure thing, Patrick. Oh, one quarter. That kind of friendship. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Even yeah. helping his friend to just give him the quarterback, like he's, he, SpongeBob's <laughs> gonna do it, you know, right. no matter what. That's great. <laughs> <laughs>
So we mentioned briefly the beauty that is Patrick's mind, mm. and it is one of the most mysterious parts of the SpongeBob world. He says it himself. The inner machinations of my mind are an enigma. It's like this character, sure, he's dumb, but he has this massive imagination and he lacks awareness mostly, but he also has a specific wisdom to him. There's so many sides to Patrick. What for you, Bill, is the most fun part of this, the different sides to Patrick of the mysterious sides to him? Is it playing his moments of genius, his pure idiocy, his insatiable appetite, his Mm. belligerent side? Like what for you is a joy? Well, certainly discovery. When mm. when the characters are discovering something, and the when, when they're having adventures together, that's so much fun. I always, for me, this this is all about the nature of a child's spirit, and that to me is my my duty. That's my obligation to uh, represent yeah. that and to keep that alive in me and really doing an episode of the show is it is like therapy and i do <laughs> i do get to kind of lose myself in this part of my own identity and brain that hopefully everyone has that is a connection to your earlier self and to a greater sense of innocence and play and and excitement and discovery i feel like bill if anybody on this planet is able to achieve a higher level of being, it's got to be you because of that Patrick like therapy that you're talking about. <laughs> Do you find that you are kind of more zen? Do you find that in your normal life you can kind of just go right back to your inner child because of playing Patrick all these years? Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> there is a certain facility there. And I was fortunate enough to be a parent and uh, I raised two daughters and the girls were five and seven when the show debuted so it really was a part of my parenting experience and it remains as such and I try and keep that so if I see a four-year-old I have so much fun because (laughs) I want to go where that four-year-old is and I want to bring as much fun as I can and I think that's related to what you're talking about. Do you ever freak out the four-year-olds by just going into the Patrick voice? No, 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 no. Uh, an eight-year-old, nine-year-old, sure. sure four-year-old, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah, you don't. They, they just get consternated. They you don't. Know, it doesn't. It, it doesn't match up with their perceived realities. Right. Of course. <clears throat> of course. They just look at you like you're a big dummy, and you're not Patrick. <laughs> Shut up. You're not Patrick. Maybe the parents want you to like get into it. It's, no, I maybe I'll say I've been to Bikini Bottom or something, you know. And yeah. I, oh, and yeah. Patrick talk, sounds like this, doesn't he? You know, but I no, that's precious. Wow. You don't mess with that. Yes, of yeah. course. Yeah. Well, so do you use it ever on the eight and the nine year olds as like a party trick? Uh, well, I do love to if I'm passing someone in an airport or a or on the street or something. If there's some kid wearing, I'll just go nice shirt. And just keep walking. I don't. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't want. I'm not looking to engage. I just want to like have a reaction wow. that maybe makes the kid wonder. <laughs> I've heard Tom say that you guys have been hanging out in public somewhere, and people come up to him and they go, "You're SpongeBob," and then he goes, "Yeah." And there's Patrick right there, and he like freaks people out. They're like, "Oh my gosh, they're hanging out!" <laughs> right, you're in real life too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, that is. That's 
pretty amazing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever's the owner of the white sedan, you left your lights on. So we were talking a little bit about your ability to play uh, dumb and funny. Is there is there a trick to that, or is there something that you thought about as you were doing it? You know, maybe even it stemmed from being on coach, and then you took that into. Uh, SpongeBob. Is there a specific philosophy behind that that just makes it so funny, but yet at the same time so <laughs> dumb? <laughs> well, I, I always have to go back to the material you're working with. That's the foundation of everything. And, and I mm-hmm. stumbled into theater when I was in college. So I come at it from the uh, kind of cliched organic theater actor's perspective. So I want it to be as close to my life experience while also being within the framework of a narrative and the union of those two things is what what makes i guess the art of it and then tom brings his own dynamics you know Mm -hmm. tom coming from the world of stand-up comedy and his deep love of animation and in the history of animation which is just without parallel he brings that to it and and the two things just uh they just work out i just want to plug into it and it sounds cliche but i I just make it as real as i can and it's part of the secret to the secret sauce of the show is that you and (laughs) the crabby patty the the crabby patty formula of the show (laughs) is that you and tom and the entire cast like you guys can't do anything but commit a hundred percent the level of commitment in the performances it's insane and so fun and so entertaining are you ever tired by it does it ever hurt like vocally do you ever get like i'm done you know like i I have to be careful yeah no it's very demanding physically it i know it it seems weird but it definitely is and uh i i can be exhausted at the end of the session i'm on my feet and Mm -hmm. tom is too and we're both i think very physical when we're recording the show for me it was really important to have the background of theater training yes. and and all the work you do in terms of the process of creating sound whereas tom is just frankly some kind of freak from another planet <laughs> i don't know if anyone could do what he does as long as he does and with incredible range and uh, it's astounding and power yeah Boy, it can be tough. Yeah. yeah. Do, you want, do you want to talk about power? Frankie and I, we know how loud you can yell, Bill. Like, you've had to get <laughs> yes, to some, some high levels with Patrick. Even, again, bubble stand, even blowing bubbles and going... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. It's... Yeah. The, it's yeah. And the laughter, it's interesting, you know, laughter can be, if there's a lot of laughter in a show, you know, because you're not just going, you're going, you know, if you do a lot of that uh, in a condensed amount of time, you feel it. You ever passed out, Bill? Holy moly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you get, that's the great, uh, as Jerry Van Dyke used to say, get thin headed. Uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. And you know, when it's the screaming when he put the poster up with SpongeBob on it. We're going to show you this picture again, and you tell us if you've seen this guy, understand? Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. (gasps) Horrible! Ah! 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 
when SpongeBob's taking his driver's test and it's got the antenna in his head and it's testing, 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 <laughs> testing. Testing, 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 testing. Do you read? Sponge to Pat, I read you loud and clear. Over. Got your apple ready? So many great moments. Wow, we love Patrick. Oh boy. Patrick. So good. Patrick at it at an 11 every episode, man. Always. It's great. All right, everybody. You just heard part one of two of our interview with the voice of Patrick, Bill Fagerbaki. Can't wait for part two to come out. This has been so much fun. Frankie, that was an amazing conversation so far, and it's just going to get better. So make sure you tune in next week um, on Thursday. We will be concluding this unbelievable interview. So uh, we'll hear you then. Wink. Don't forget to check in every Thursday for new episodes of SpongeBob Binge Pants wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what we're cooking up over here, spread the word, write a review, and most importantly, keep watching cartoons. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Bye.